and that we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, stealing out of your frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory natters. You know what? Hi everyone, it's Jenny here with another Sensory Matter show. In fact, I was just thinking this is episode 56, which is just incredible. This has been going over a year now. I was going to um, say it's about a year. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, and this week um, we're back with Lorraine and Katie and it's lovely to have Lorraine back because she was off last time the three of us were supposed to be together. So how are you doing, Lorraine? Yeah, I'm feeling much better, thank you. Good, yes. So we've certainly missed you. So it's nice to have you back, although we're trying to persuade her not to do too much, which is really hard. <laughs> she loves her job and wants to do everything. Um, yeah, so we were going to talk today about last week's podcast because it was World Autism Awareness Week last week. And we had Indy Andy on and he had a few things to say about that. So we'll start with that. Um, Katie, do you want to kick us off? What did you think? What did you take away from it? Can I just say I love Indy Andy on? That sounded like a really lovely, dissatisfying <laughs> sentence. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I thought it was a brilliant podcast. It was really interesting to hear um, a little bit more about Andy generally because I watch him on YouTube. Um, and it's so funny when you think you know someone and then you see a different side of them on, yeah. on the podcast. It was lovely to hear a little bit more about his diagnosis journey and his work and just his general views. I thought it was just a lovely way of, I felt like I got to know him at the end of it. It felt like he was talking to me, which was really nice. Good. Excellent. What about you, Lorraine? Uh, well, I'm of the generation that's not kind of YouTube-y. I'm a bit old for that, but I have started to get into it. And the first person I watched on YouTube was obviously Katie. <laughs> yeah. um, but then Indy Andy was the, the second person that I started to watch all of his videos because I just, I love his voice. Yeah, it's the accent, isn't it? Yeah, I've watched a few Northeast YouTubers. Some of them just are like random topics, but their voices are just amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I love his videos. So I am on YouTube. I think once I was live, supposed to be live with Chewy Gem, but I got so <laughs> distracted watching Indy Andy live. Uh, <laughs> uh, and sometimes he shows you his cats. So obviously I get a bit excited about that. <laughs> and he's a big cat fan. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, so in terms of what he was saying about, because obviously World Autism Awareness Week was last week, but it's still here for the entire month. Um, so that brings us on to probably our, our news for the week and anything that we've seen. But before we discuss that, was there anything that he mentioned about World Autism Awareness Week and month that you thought was valuable that we could take away from? I think it was just nice when he said um, to ask questions. Um, yes. over this week or, or the entire month I thought that was really lovely because I think a lot of people think um, I think a lot of autistic people think what can I do what can I do um, to spread autism awareness and acceptance but I think it was really nice when he mentioned what uh, people who are not on the spectrum can do because um, I think it's really important that it's not just about autistic people getting involved as a community it's actually welcoming in those who are not on the spectrum to to learn and to come into our world for um as long as they would like to be in this world and learn and i thought it was just really lovely when he was inviting yeah. questions yeah absolutely what about you lorraine uh, yeah I, th I thought it was interesting when you asked him what he was doing for autism awareness week and he said oh I'm, I'm doing a lot more than last year because last year i thought he did quite a bit anyway but this yeah. year every time i go into facebook he pops up 
Yeah. So he's obviously he's doing the, Yeah, um, he'd done the Pablo video. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it was so good. So yeah, it is, but he's just he's just a real shining light and example of um putting himself out there and and pushing for that awareness and acceptance mm. and encouraging the questions and the conversations. So it was really good. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so anything else in terms of World Autism Awareness Month then that is newsworthy or interesting that you've seen in your travels? Uh, well, can you remember last year's podcast was with Nicole from My Boy Blue? I can, yeah. Uh, well, we're doing the takeover again. Oh, brilliant. But this time on Instagram and myself and Katie are both involved this year. Oh, very good. So nice. that that starts today on My Boy Blue's Instagram. I think it's going to go right through until May because there's that many people taking over. Wow, that's um, awesome. And Casper will be on again. So, yeah, you can watch everybody's kind of journey, whether they're parents, autistic people themselves, there's some autistic kids, autistic teens. So it's just going to be great to Fantastic. see how they've dealt with their, their life and their journey. Yeah, really good. What yeah. about you? It's just so nice to have all of that representation in one place, isn't it? Like yeah. seeing lots of different stories, lots of different journeys, ages, genders, walks of life. I think it's really lovely. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to hopping on because I didn't do it last year, so I'm looking forward to doing it this year. Yeah, and last year it was on Snapchat, and this year it's on Instagram. So I think I'm going to be a bit happier on Instagram. Yeah, still <laughs> don't quite get Snapchat, do no. we? No. <laughs> um, what about you, Katie? Have you seen anything in the in the news that's of interest? Well, I went to an event uh, during World Autism Awareness Week. Um, it was an event that I was sort of not really sure what to expect from it. Uh, it was like an autism exhibition um, in one of the Cardiff University buildings. Right. And I was sort of going into it. I was I didn't know anybody there. I normally know people from events or I'm going with someone or I've been invited along. This time I just pushed myself out of my comfort zone and I just went. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw a really awesome thing that was going on in Cardiff University and I just wanted to share it because I thought it was so brilliant and hopefully this can inspire other universities to do the same and that was they do a discovery summer school Ooh. and that means that 14 to 19 year olds who are on the spectrum can go and for um, two days they live university life so they go into halls of residence, they learn how to cook meals in halls of residence, they learn about student finance and budgeting, um, they get to explore Cardiff together, they get to make friends. And I just thought it was a brilliant scheme for people who are looking to go to university, who are on the spectrum, who were just a bit nervous about it. Brilliant. That is That's amazing. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. brilliant. I'd never heard of it before. And I just went up to the um, the reps who were there from Cardiff Uni and I was just like, I just want to thank you for this because this is so brilliant. Like... I hope that other universities can uh, can jump on board and know that this is so important. Yeah, because Wales are really leading the way at the moment, aren't they, with a lot of autism-related things? I think we do often find that Wales kind of, they do something, they do like new things that haven't been seen before. Um, you know, like, for example, not even autism-related, we were the first to do the 5p bag charge, we were the first to do the um, opt-out organ donor scheme. So we do find... I, I'm really proud of the way that we do kind of pave the way for certain things. And I'm hoping that this scheme with the university can be one of those things that hopefully travels all across the UK and hopefully like all across the world. Yeah. I mean, that would be helpful just for anybody. Who it wanted would. To go to uni. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would. Really good. And I wonder, I'm sure other universities maybe do do it. Um, well, maybe not, but 
um if they don't they should yeah. to look into if, you, if you're looking at going to uni definitely yeah. have a little look around or maybe even email the unis and see if they uh, if there's anything that you can get involved with beforehand to uh, to help you kind of integrate yourself into university in a little bit more of a smooth way yeah that's really really good okay um yeah what have i seen most of the stuff i've seen in the last week's all been about girls Ooh. loads of stuff on girls on the, on the spectrum um which is interesting it's like that side of the community is is growing um momentum yeah it's yeah. all about uh did you see carrie grant's video and yeah. oh, yes yeah um yeah all, all that sort of stuff about getting the girl's voice and how it is often different and it's they want equal want to be recognized equally mm. um and it shouldn't be a gender thing etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's what's been popping up in my face <laughs> you know because during the week things just kind of come at you and that's been the theme that i've seen which i thought was interesting maybe it's just my algorithms of picking up on what i look at or something and then sending me that information but yeah, I see it as very a girl orientated World Autism Awareness Week this year. <laughs> oh, that's nice, but that's a really interesting point, though, Jenny, because a lot of the time in times in like World Autism Awareness Week and World Autism Awareness Month, people do get um, quite critical that only certain sides of the spectrum are being shown, mm. and um, you know it's very difficult to represent the entire spectrum in one blog post or one video or one podcast, and um, and people do get quite sort of they do see only one side at some points um and i think it's always interesting to hear why people are so critical of things in terms of they're only seeing one side or um you know if they see something about girls they're like oh where are the boys but is it is it okay for us to highlight specific sides of the spectrum just because they haven't been highlighted before or should we include everyone in everything that we do when it comes to spreading autism awareness mm. i think that's a really interesting i, th- I think the principles of inclusion are, are, are heartfelt and beautiful and righteous and the right thing to do the practicality and reality of inclusion is nigh on impossible you you, you cannot everyone wants to do it but there'll always be a little subgroup of a subgroup of a subgroup that feels like they've not been Mm. represented and usually the people that are putting the content out there that is never their intention um and each it's 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 what you know it is a spectrum and there are so many different sub parts to that that you almost have to give and each one of those deep and interesting in its own right you you have to give airtime to a specific subset of it yeah and then a, a different subset of it and, and and move on and represent the full spectrum through lots of posts and videos and variety rather than trying to squeeze everything into one blog post or mm. you know what I mean yes yeah because yeah. what yeah. I've seen a lot of this autism awareness week is a lot more autistic adults mm. um, because when when I go back to when Jamie was younger and as a parent everything seems to be about the children mm. yeah and for years and years it went like that yeah. And then it's like Indy Andy said said in the, the podcast about he didn't even know that this community existed. Yeah. And then he's come into it and, and there's all these things going on. I think once you delve deeper into the community and you start to meet different people, and then there's all these autistic adults that are there to answer questions about your children and help yeah. and and they're getting a bigger voice. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, it's really good. I saw a really funny thing on Twitter, actually. It just reminded me. Um, you know, that's the, I think it was the hashtag World Autism 
day i think it was on the second um and it was trending on twitter and then what they do with the hashtags is they put the hashtag and then they put a little description of what that hashtag means underneath okay and i think the description was something like um world autism awareness day share what you your loved ones with autism are doing today and all of the autistic adults who are actually on twitter were like well can you ask me what I'm doing? Because I'm autistic and, and I can share what I'm doing. So everyone was just tweeting really mm-hmm. mundane things that they were doing, like, oh, <laughs> I'm actually autistic and I'm having my cup of tea today. <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, cool. Cool. Right. Well, I think we'll take a break there and then we'll come back and talk about um, one of the things that Andy was discussing was masking and it ties in with one of the questions from our community this week. And we've also need to talk about our sensory matter. So we'll just take a wee break. We're just taking a short break to let you know about this week's fabulous offer. So this week you can get three adult flip bangles for just one credit. Yeah, one credit, not three, one. So that's like getting three for the price of one. Go check it out. Great for fidgeting, great for chewing fantastic deal on top of that as usual if you need any support drop us a message we're always here to help and please do chat among yourselves in the facebook group our chewy gem sensory support group go join it loads of peer-to-peer support and just a fantastic group of people that like helping each other out so look forward to seeing you there back to the show Okay, welcome back. So, um, sensory matter, let's do that one. So, what's been our sensory matter this week? Well, I wanted to talk about Lorraine this week. I think Lorraine is our sensory matter, or she inspired this for me anyway. Um, Because I was thinking that we often um, put a spotlight on burnout and when um, autistic people feel like they are overworked or doing too much or overwhelmed but I thought because Lorraine was off last week and because all of us have been a bit under the weather because it's that time of year um, I thought it'd be nice to talk about how we cope when we're ill and we can't keep our routine and we are stuck uh, not being able to to do what we normally do to make us happy or to to do our routines. Mm. Well, I guess that's freshest in your mind, Lorraine, so. Yeah, um, I obviously was coming down with whatever I was coming down with, but I didn't think I was ill because mm. I'm just, I'm always just in like keep going mode and it's not just work, it's because you've got kids and family and dogs. I think sometimes as a parent, you just constantly keep going and I think if I'd have stopped to realise I was becoming ill, that would have helped me a lot but I messaged Katie and I was like Katie what's the difference between burnout and depression because I was convinced I was getting depressed yeah mm-hmm. because I just I think I see myself as a as solid I don't get ill yeah you know I it must be something else mm. yeah. so what, that's interesting um what was making you think so was it just a feeling of fatigue or I can't be bothered or you know, what was the, the feeling that was making you question depression or, or burnout? Um, my senses were on fire to start with. Right. All of a sudden, I could just feel tingling in, like, every sense. I'd put a question on Chewy Gem Sensory Support to ask if anybody had felt like that, and a lot of them said, oh, that sounds like burnout. Right. Um, but I did, I felt down. I felt sad. So I thought, oh, maybe I'm going to go through another bout of depression and I just I wasn't really sure what it what it was, but it's the worst. If if it was burnout, 
then it's the worst experience I've had of it. Yeah. But then having them found out that you were ill, ill, yeah. more likely it was illness than burnout, do you think? Yeah, and then that also brings me back to when Jamie was little and she was ill. She would be really sensory orientated and her behaviours would get quite bad and then she would be poorly and we'd be like, oh, that explains why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw that in myself as an adult. Yeah. I was like, oh, do you know what? That explains why I felt all my senses were on fire because I was then going to come down with something. Mm, Interesting. And so then, you know, you're flawed with an illness and, you know, exactly what Katie was saying, how how did you then cope with going from being someone that has a routine and is, you know, needs to do what you need to do to get through life to having that completely thrown and just having to rest well at first I was just so tired I couldn't even think about it so I was just sleeping constantly but then as I started to feel a little bit better and get a couple of hours I would get a couple of hours where I felt a bit normal and I felt like I was really missing the community and that made me itch to want to do something okay Um, and it was really you guys that were saying look don't do too much and I knew in my own head don't do too much but I really wanted to Honestly, if we had a penny for every time myself, Jenny, or any of the Chewy Gem team have said, Lorraine, don't do too much over the last like two weeks or so, I think we'd all be rich by now, wouldn't we, Jenny? We certainly would, yeah. But it's, it's probably the first time I've actually listened to my own body. And mm. I think probably because it was a lot more serious than any other illness I've had. Mm. Um, so I knew that this time, you know, I was going to have to listen to my body. Yeah. And so that, as a lesson, do you think that that was, I mean, it was valuable compared to how you've maybe treated illness in the past? Definitely, because I think in my head I've got this sort of time frame. So say if you have the flu or a virus, mm. in my head I think you would have maximum of one week off work. Yeah. Um, but in my head I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a week on that day, I need to get back. Mm-hmm. Where really that's not how your body works. No. And everybody's different. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And, and I, I still question whether you should be even on this podcast. You're saying to be eighty percent, which is you know no bad, but uh, I suspect after this you'll be tired. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So after this, back to bed, maybe. Um, but yeah, she was quite insistent. We're not making her do this, honestly. No, no, I really wanted to do it. And with it being World Autism Awareness Week and World Autism Awareness Month, I think that's even worse because I'm thinking I'm missing out on everything. <laughs> I know, I know. So how have you coped with that missing out? Because you have probably had to have a certain level of discipline to stop yourself. Yeah, well, at first, I couldn't even look at a computer or any lights that it was like the, the photo, I can't think of the word, where lights just make your head will yeah. explode so I just I physically couldn't look at anything but this week I've been feeling much better so I've been more of a a watcher so I've been just watching what people are doing where normally I'd be commenting and getting involved but I know yeah. if I comment then that causes more notifications and that's what I'm wary of putting yeah. myself in for too much so yeah I'm just kind of watching what people are doing seeing what people are saying and that's actually quite nice to take a step back and, and do that mm. yeah good and what about you Katie when you've been ill have, have you got any tips to share about how to cope with that change well I think one of the most important things I think and a good tip that I would say and something that's really difficult is um anyone out there with um a long-term disability whether that's physical mental neurological I think it's very easy for us 
to always like with Lorraine sort of thinking it was depression or burnout um we can always find an excuse for how we're feeling and um and sometimes that can often lead to us not getting medical things checked out um you know I've had times where my chronic pain has been bad and I probably should have gone to the doctor um mm. and I haven't because I've I found an excuse for it and thinking oh it's just a flare-up in my pain but um I think it is important that if anything is new or different that you don't quite feel right mm -hmm. um it is really important to not always just put it down to what you already have uh, under your belt it might be good to to go and get it checked out and I think it's it's one of the dangers of, of yeah, long-term disability yeah if I, if I can put in there um I was having chest pain for three days but mm. I thought oh I'm a woman and I'm young so I'll be fine and the only reason I actually went to the GP is because I developed a rash yeah. so now I'm going to be thinking differently where before I, I kind of thought well, yeah, that, it, it can't be anything to do with my heart because I'm only 37 yeah. and I'm a woman and, you know, I, I don't smoke. Yeah. And then the, the reason I went to the doctors was because I had a rash, which is bizarre. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think I am, I'm quite an adapti adaptive person. Um, for someone who's on the spectrum, a lot of us find that it's very difficult to adapt to changes and changing routine. But I feel like after one day... I'm not too bad. So when I'm ill and my routine changes, the first day is awful because I just don't know what I'm doing and I don't know where everything is and it just feels all over the place. Um, but what I find really difficult then is actually getting back into my routine after I've got better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I often find that I, because I've been in bed for so long or because I've been so fatigued, um, I can often experience um, depression as a result of that because I've just been stuck in bed and then I can't get back into my routine and um I can get quite low for you know two three weeks after I've been ill mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense mm. it's a difficult yeah. one it's a difficult one just speaking then it's brought something up in my mind do you think you'd be less likely to go to the doctors because of the experience of going to the doctors as an autistic person I think I would because I um, always like I hate to make appointments because you have to ring them on the phone yeah and then you have to sit in the waiting room and mm. then I always think that when I go to the doctors usually nine times out of ten they're like oh yeah just plenty of fluids and you feel like you've wasted their time yes um, yeah I think that's the main thing for me I hate booking appointments um especially the the GP surgery that I'm with our appointment system just does my head in yeah. it like causes meltdowns instantly but um I also find that yeah I I only go to the doctors if I genuinely yeah. feel like it's going to be worthwhile and a lot of the time I, I don't think that is and it's it's yeah. a really bad thing to get into the habit of doing I wouldn't recommend it to anybody no, but and, and it makes me wonder if a lot of autistic people would not go to the doctors when they do have something wrong with them yes because of all the pressures of actually going through that making an appointment sitting in the waiting room and seeing the doctor yeah I think it's so important this is something that I feel quite passionate about and I've only really recently realized that this is maybe something that is being missed is like I said people on the spectrum missing medical stuff um so I think like it's really important maybe to do like um autistic information and information for autistic people about signs and symptoms of certain things or um checking for lumps and to just you know try and find like sensory friendly ways of just you know being a bit more aware of your body and just making sure that nothing's changed and to you know like I think 
some people don't want to do that out of fear don't want to do that out of sensory things whatever it is I feel like maybe a lot of autistic people out there may be missing medical things or or scared of them for many reasons yeah I think that's something the NHS should start working on actually I think that sounds really good Mm. maybe we should start doing yeah. that as a young community let's yeah. start paving the way <laughs> yeah absolutely that's a good idea mm. um okay so moving on to our final topic which is um masking so Indy andy mentioned this last week um and also a member of our community has asked the question this week which is how do you take off the mask oh that's a good question isn't it yeah that's a hard one though because i feel like that's a process for everyone that may be different and i think nobody takes the mask off completely no thinking back to andy's podcast about he was saying when he's at work that he's one of the lads Mm -hmm. um i mean he's he's great he goes about his his life he said about when he comes home and, and his fiance how you know he's with her but then at work he's one of the boys so I think I don't think anybody actually takes it off 100% of the time no I loved hearing his views about masking because I just felt like they were so refreshing I feel because a lot of people do think of it as being like mask on mask off mm-hmm. and it's not always like that there's this blurred line and he was saying you know I'm not I'm not fake this is not me trying to be someone I'm not mm. but it's different sides of me and it's is masking even the right word sometimes is it not just an adaption Mm. of showing a different version of you for the right situation I think often I find that I don't relate to the word masking um there are certain situations where I do but others I do find it's more of adapting it's um pushing parts of me to the forefront and leaving others behind mm-hmm. um so often when i am um or masking you know when i'm i'm out in a social situation where i'm i don't feel like i can fully be myself or i'm not fully being myself it's not necessarily that i feel like i'm becoming a whole different person it's more of a case of just i'm pushing the parts of my personality that I know are going to survive in this situation and just move them forward and I really liked what you were saying Jenny about that whole it comes back to survival and that sort of saber-toothed tiger kind of metaphor I was like I was blown away by that because it is it is survival it's how am I going to get through this situation um without a disaster really and I really liked that it made me think about it completely differently yeah, and you can kind of script a lot of life to do that. So, like, working in an office, I used to work in an office, and, you know, every Monday morning you go in, everybody wants to know what everybody's done at the weekend. Yeah. And it's just, oh, God, again. But you just sit there and you go, yeah, yeah, we did this, and you listen to everybody, and in your head you're thinking, why are we doing this again every week? <laughs> but that's just what people do, and you have your little script in your head of what you what you're going to say. And you just have to sit and even if you're not listening to everybody else, you're pretending to listen to them. Mm. I think it's quite a funny thing, really, isn't it? Because like you maybe put yourself in, in a situation like if it's your first time in an office and you're working in an office environment, it's your first day. You might not know what works and you're a little bit like, ah, oh, a bit 
overwhelmed and then you start to slowly realize what works and maybe that is for you or for anyone like putting a mask on or it's adapting your personality and then you carry on doing that and carry on doing that and you're kind of thriving in that environment and then the more that you thrive in an environment actually the more you become your true self and mask actually comes off so it almost kind of goes full cycle you start with the mask off and maybe not really understanding the social situation then you put the mask on and you thrive in the environment you become more comfortable so that you take the mask off yeah 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 that makes total sense but I thought it was really interesting what he was saying about work as well and how he didn't disclose his autism and then he did at one point and didn't for his next job and it did make me think a lot about whether um we feel the need to disclose our autism if it doesn't affect us in work i thought that was really interesting it made me think about interesting because because i was i'll tell you what was going through my head when he was talking was um it's world autism awareness week he's going to be on all these videos and all the rest of it advocating and raising awareness of autism which is all fab but he's not let his own work know Mm. and and that initially when when he first mentioned that it was like that doesn't fit with me at all but then as he went on to talk about it more I was like no that is absolutely fine because it's his his choice and and his 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 right whether to or not and that it isn't something that you have to do to what am I trying to say it's it's almost like just because he's an advocate of something doesn't mean that he 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 has to disclose it to prove his advocacy because in actual fact he is just who he is yeah and he doesn't need that autism he doesn't have to go hey i'm autistic and put a big autistic banner above his head it's just part of him and he just needs to be him wherever he is and that means he doesn't necessarily have to scream hi i'm autistic does that make any sense yeah i think it's kind of like going back to the dvla conversation that we had disclosing it if you need to Mm, Mm -hmm. definitely and i think there are two things that i feel like there are big misconceptions about when it comes to autism advocacy the first one is that um autism advocates talk about autism all the time (laughs) and I talk about autism a lot online it's part of my work it's part of like just a passion of mine but actually in my everyday life it hardly comes up and in fact I don't tell people that I'm autistic first time and I think people have criticized not only myself but also Andy Uh, we've both had this we've both spoken about this is people have said well you're actually damaging our community because you're assuming that everyone should go around and be like hi I'm autistic yay and not everybody wants to do that and Indy Andy and I both said well that's not what we do we're actually very shy in real life when it comes to autism and and that's no bad thing but the- and I think it, it's no it's no different to having asthma right you can't see whether someone's got asthma mm. but I'm not going to work and say hey everybody I've got asthma <laughs> unless, you know what I mean there's a need unless there's a need to share that it's no different yeah I think if you put it in that context it does sound really strange doesn't it no one else yeah. with any other kind of long-term condition or um anything like that it goes in being like leading with that in a conversation it's really really strange yeah, but yeah. i think the other hi. thing that's really important yeah. oh god do you want to go jenny <laughs> yeah hi i've got depression hi i've got diabetes hi. you know it just wouldn't it just wouldn't happen no but i think the other thing that's really important is not disclosing your autism in situations doesn't mean that you're not proud of it exactly that's the other yeah. thing that people think they think oh if you're proud of your autism you will talk about it all the time I love my autism. I'm very proud to be autistic, but I also enjoy not having it in every aspect of my life, not talking about it all the time. It's a friend that I can carry with me, but I can also 
you know, put in a little box sometimes and just kind of, you know, I can sort of, that sounds like I'm not autistic all the time, which I am, but it's like, yeah. I don't want it always at the forefront. Well, yeah, because it's not, def- it's not what defines you. No. You are you and you're autistic. And this is what I think a lot of people might be scared to disclose that they were autistic at work for fear that it might affect promotions and further, um, mm-hmm. f- further career choices. Or just the way people look at you, yeah. Yeah. Mm. the way people treat you, because they then think there's something they've got to be careful not to, you know, upset you or, you know, I don't know, that that kind of thing. But it might, if people don't have a good awareness of what autism is, then it's like any disability that people don't know about. It creates fear and therefore that might change the way people treat people. Yeah. yeah. And I think there are people in the community who are so through and through proud to be autistic that it they are, they they go around and they are autistic they are an autistic person so this is why we have the the um the language you know people like to be referred to as an autistic person because they're like well autism is me it is through and through who i am and it affects all of what i do and i you know i really respect people's views like that because i think that's a, an amazing thing to have come to terms with um mm. i think that's a very positive way of looking at it and i try to to think like that but i also think it's it's important for the autistic community in particular to know that it's okay if you don't think like that. Um, it's okay to not want your autism being completely who you are. It's okay to go into a situation and to just not have to talk about autism. It's okay to not want to watch a program about autism because you're you're over it. You're ready to leave it behind for the day. You know, I think it's it's okay. And I think there is this pressure on autistic people to be proud through and through. Um, well, I was going to say that. I, th- I was going to say exactly that. That people talk about, you know, you you mentioned you're proud to be autistic, and and as you should be. Mm. But equally, I, I think this is exactly what you're getting at. That some people it doesn't even register in something to be proud of or not. It's just, just who them. they are. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and that doesn't make their um, acceptance of autism any more or any less than someone who's super proud. It's just their view is it's just part of it. It's just me. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important just to know that, you know, however you view your own autism, whether you think of it as being your full self, whether you think of it as being part of you, um, that's perfectly okay. You know, anything in this community, however you view your autism is how you view your autism. And that is absolutely okay. You know, you can bring it to the forefront in some situations. I sometimes like to put it at arm's length. Um, And all of that is, is perfectly okay, as long as, you know, it's safe for you and it's what you want to do i think you know we should be encouraging anyone to to think about their autism however they want to yeah and i think and I, I, think, I think in the workplace unless you've got like the perfect job for you mm-hmm. the, like people have to work to pay the bills to pay the mortgage so you might have to take a job that just completely all your senses are on fire and it's horrible but that's the only job that you can get at the moment and you just have to get through it mm. because mm. not everybody gets benefits. Not everybody lives the same sort of life. And sometimes you're just going to have to take a job that isn't suited to you. And like, I feel very lucky to have this job. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. Like to have the job that's perfect for you mm. is brilliant. But there's so many people out there that are just having to do any job. And, and that, yeah. can, that can affect all different aspects, especially if you're autistic. Mm, then it goes back to survival then, doesn't it? Yeah. 
it's what we do to survive which is just, it's it's a nice way of putting it in some ways but it's also a really not so nice way because it's like we don't want to just survive you know we do yeah. want to be able to thrive right. as well yeah yeah totally okay fab right well i think we have talked about loads as usual and i could go on and on and on but i think we'll call it there um lorraine needs to go lie down now <laughs> i think i need a brain rest as well i almost feel like oh i love i love these podcasts i love filming and recording these because it's just i love just having a good old natter about these things like when else do you have the chance to just sit down and talk to people about this like Oh, it's great. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and I think it it's um, because it's not small talk, it's actually about something. Yeah. When yeah. something's interesting, you want to talk more. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Too right. Well, um, so we'll, we'll call it there. Thank you very much, ladies. Um, I think next week it's Kelly Johnson who talks about inclusive, um, being completely inclusive. And then the three of us will be back the week after that. So we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available why not hit subscribe and that way you'll never miss us finally if you're not already a member of our fantastic facebook support group i suggest you go join it we'd love to see you in there there's loads of fantastic chat lots of peer-to-peer support from people in the same boat as you so go and search on facebook for the chewy gem sensory support group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes speak to you then bye